There are things man was not meant to know. But that doesn't mean that they don't know us. When you stare off into space and it blinks back at you. When the creature under your bed calls some friends over for dinner. When your very sanity is hanging by a thread. There is one place you can turn to. Lovecraft's Detective Agency. Yes, that is correct. And what exactly was stolen from your agency? I really couldn't say. Sir? I'm not being coy, officer. I really couldn't say. I specialize in unknowable and unspeakable horrors, as it says on the door there. And also on my business card, which I handed you a moment ago. I've no idea what the object in question was called, nor what function, if any, it served. Mr. Lovecraft... Please accept my apologies. I I am aware of the difficulty I have put you in, and the seeming insubordination my responses could be construed as. In all honesty, I wouldn't have called you at all if it weren't for the rearing of the head of another kind of horror of a different kind. By which you mean... His insurance agency. Knowable and speakable, but they still give me the shivers. I'm sorry, ma'am. What is your name, please? Oh, this is Gladys. She is my secretary, accountant, maker of coffee, and all in all the reason I'm able to continue to live in the manner to which I have become accustomed. So, Gladys, do you have a last name? Certainly. Oh, I have no idea what it is. You don't know your last name? I developed a severe case of amnesia and never quite remembered my last name. What is the name listed on your driver's license? Don't have one, I'm afraid. But when you fill out your taxes, you... Frustrate the IRS terribly, I'm afraid. Credit cards? I use the agencies. You know what? You don't care about any of this. I really don't care about any of this. At all. What I do care about is how I'm supposed to fill out a report here. Mr. Mordecai Lovecraft is missing something... He can't tell me what it is, but his insurance company would like me to use all of the department's resources to locate the possibly stolen, possibly missing thing, whatever that might happen to be. I don't know exactly how I'm supposed to... I'm sorry to interrupt. That's probably not true. But it might help if I showed you the photographs. Wait, what? Yes, I... I don't know what the object is or what its purpose might be, but I can provide a description of what it looks like as well as photographs. As you can see... It's roughly quadrilateral, about ten inches by four inches or so. It's some alloy of copper, I believe, though that's largely conjecture. And these markings? It would be in your best interest not to pay much attention to the markings. Why? What would happen? No idea. Then why? Look at the business card again. That's... Okay. I get that this thing doesn't have a name, but really, you don't have something that you call it? That thing. Number 63... Or sometimes that thing we found in Idaho. I'm going to leave now. Do you have all you need for your report? I probably do not. I am, however, going to leave now before I am driven by my frustration to perform an unknowable and unspeakable horror. Though I would probably be safe to do so, given that I would be offing the one person who might catch me. If I need more information to complete my investigation, I will call you. I have a sense that all the investigation which is going to happen has already happened from that quarter. Imagine that. Good morning. Agent Worthington, I'm glad you're here. 
<laughs> Did you want to check the time? I apologize, Janet, but if you're not on the clock right now, I need to put you back there. I'm guessing you're serious, since if there's an innuendo there, I can't quite find it. Rest assured that if I mean for there to be an innuendo, there will be no doubt in your mind. Does this have to do with the police officer I passed in the hallway? Actually, it's the other way around. The officer has to do with this. With what? With this. An empty manila envelope. A sealed empty manila envelope. All right. I'm not surprised that I'm not getting any of this. <laughs> Why on earth are you two? The point is not so much that there's an envelope, but that it's empty. And? It wasn't empty before. Oh, so someone opened the envelope and took what was in it. You're half right. The envelope was never opened. They took what was in the envelope, but never opened it. You're up to speed now. How on earth do you know that the envelope was never opened? Do you believe in mystic wards, runic seals? Pretend that I don't. The envelope is still glued shut. Are you familiar with a little thing called Occam's Razor? Because I'm not sure you are. There are a number of more likely scenarios than the one you proposed for the disappearance of this item and the existence of a sealed but apparently empty envelope. Given what I do, I find that Occam's razor applies so rarely that the concept itself seems to disprove itself. The simplest explanation is almost never the case for me, and trying to make that simple explanation fit the situation takes so much effort that it ceases to be the simplest explanation. So, something as simple as clerical error never entered into consideration. Name a date in the past seven years. Uh... It may be instructive. Fine. August 13th, 2012. We found this green thing we call a rock on the side of a cliff in the Swiss Alps. Touching that would not be advisable. Gladys, I appreciate your pride in your work ethic as always, but please do be careful. Agent Worthington very nearly entered another dimension a moment ago. Sorry. It's all right. It is? You would have survived. Just a bit of time travel and possibly a change to your hair. <laughs> what sort of change? Think made of snakes. I think that perhaps a return to the original subject is called for. Made of snakes? I'm going to have to insist. Sealed envelope. Missing artifact. We need to recover it. And if we don't? No idea. So how do we find it? No idea either. I don't mean to sound needy, but I would very much like to avoid associating visiting my boyfriend with the development of a splitting headache. Gladys? Dropped my cup. Sorry. That's all right. It's just a cup. Just... Just a Gladys. You're brilliant. What? Darjeeling? Well, obviously. You're going to read tea leaves. I plan to. That works? Almost never. Well, then? Almost isn't always. Drink. I hate tea. Agent? Fine. Uh, nothing in mine. This one reminds me of that thing in Bali. That thing in Bali was a formless blob, as I recall. I think we can discount that. Agent Worthington? What am I doing, exactly? Do the tea leaves remind you of anything? Coffee that hasn't lived up to its potential? Just because I cannot say for certain that the world is coming to an end does not mean that the truth isn't much, much worse. All right. I don't know. Maybe a pan? 
A hatchet? Uh, I guess it kind of looks like Idaho. Idaho? Ah! Gladys, get us on a plane to Boise. The sooner the better. Can do. And Gladys? Yes? Make a note to get more mugs. I believe this is the place. Yep, I remember that tree. Ah, yes, that is comforting. That hut is the place where we first found the artifact. How is that hut even standing? I can explain. Thank you, no. I would just as soon Agent Worthington retain the use of her understanding of geometry. Agent, do you happen to have a weapon on you? Yes, but... Look, we don't exactly have a warrant or even probable cause here. I cannot go in, guns blazing. Who needs probable cause? We have tea leaves. Besides, if you shoot anyone, it's highly unlikely you'd be charged with murder. And you're basing that on... I rather doubt the corpses will be identifiable as human if they don't dissolve into an I-Corps within a few moments. Or your gun could fail to kill them entirely. Well, yes, there is that. Do you have something approaching a plan? Go in, throw this powder into the air, then, while they're paralyzed, we hit the artifact with this hammer until such time as the energy field building up inside there goes away. Energy field. She can't see auras, Morty. And the powder? I did have possession of the artifact for several years. I may not have known its specific function, but I do know what family of interdimensional, unspeakable entities it's likely to be related to, and therefore, what sort of weaknesses its followers would be likely to have. I am a professional at this, and I certainly wouldn't have dragged you all the way if I wasn't 65% sure this would work. Now, come on. <laughs> Wait, 65? 66.6, but that has its own connotations. Now, come on. And if this falls into the other 33%? Shoot a lot of things in places that seem important. Time is beginning to no longer be on our side. That shade of aquamarine is not a good sign in energy fields. Federal agent! This is not the time for small talk, Gladys. Powder, please! What on earth? Oh, it smells like... Like... Like exactly what it is. Best not to think too hard about that. Gladys, you're closer. Would you mind? Sure thing. Was that good? Gladys, my dear, is everything all right? You made me drink Darjeeling. I don't like Darjeeling. I'm going to work very hard to remember that. What do you think? Coffee cups? Uh Uh-huh. With the agency logo on them, that's quite a nice touch. I got a gross of them. I would say that was excessive. Except I imagine most of these will be broken by the end of the year. Well done, old girl. Lovecraft's detective agency, if you're sane enough to ask... How do I get this powder out of my hair? Ah, that, uh... Do you have any absinthe? 
You want me to put absinthe in my hair? No, but you should probably drink a large amount of it so you won't pay too much attention to what I will be using. I have the solution here. I'll be there in a little bit. You need the red bottle from the top shelf? If you please, my dear. I'll be back in an hour or two. Oh, here. Take her one of the coffee cups. Ah, nice gesture, Gladys. Thank you. Sure thing. I made that one especially for her. You have been listening to the Lovecraft's Detective Agency. Produced by Seat of Our Pants Players, written and directed by Dan Wenzel. Mordecai was Andrew Dell. Gladys was Liz Music. Janet was Bree Kuby. The officer was Richard Tennant. Chanters included Jill and Dan Wenzel. Music and sound effects provided by www.freesfx.co.uk Tune in next time for something even creepier.